Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments and crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. Tyler, what information are you going to be wading through on this podcast? Ryan, on this week's show, I'm actually going to do something we've never done before. I'm going to try to inform our audience and learn them something. Okay, we could give it a go. Also, man, am I worried for you. You are going to connect with so many mental illnesses in this in this session. Don't I have enough already? What are we doing? You're in trouble. Ryan, what are you going to be talking about? On this week's show, I remind you again, if you're going to eat a human, don't eat the brain. And human thoughts have been proven to affect physical reality. Why does no one care? Let's find out on this week's Those Guys You Hate. Therapy can be difficult, Ryan. Therapy can be very difficult and scary. So to start off this session 187, I figured we could talk about some of our experiences with therapy, minus that time your male, male therapist started to bring you presents. That's really uh, the main thing in my mind. And if you're out there, I miss you. That's uh, not his real name, is it? Oh man, I got to bleep already. <laughs> Tyler, are you... Uh, is this a commercial? Are you are you marketing directly to our audience? Are you are you making infotainment? I just think if you're listening to us, you need therapy. And if you don't listen to us, you need therapy. No, wait a minute. Everybody I, needs therapy. I don't know if I like what you're saying there, but I also agree with it. So I'm ready to hear more. I just I think that therapy is something that everybody on earth could uh could benefit from. What do you say to the people who hear that and say, not me, I got it all, I guess I already you know the You need therapy the most person saying that. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of one person in particular when <laughs> I say that, but I, I think that's very true. I think if people were assigned a therapist mm. from the very beginning, it could change the world. Our own personal therapist, like a social security number? Exactly right. All right, half the world is therapists and the other half needs therapy? Well, those therapists need <laughs> therapists too, right? Agreed. Well, I can tell you that with therapy, and I've, we've talked about it many times, Times, with therapy, you need to find the right person for you. Absolutely. You definitely need somebody that you have chemistry with, that you feel comfortable telling them things because you're going to hopefully be sharing your deepest, darkest secrets. So you need somebody who can be like your buddy, but isn't actually your buddy. They can't actually bring you presents <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> oh, damn it. Some of that stuff was nice. Well, I do believe when talking about therapy, the idea is it's not what this person says to you. It's the questions that they make you ask yourself. Is, is that correct? Sure. Yeah. Therapists are supposed to lead you in a direction. They're not supposed to tell you, hey, this is exactly what you need to do. Here's a checklist. Because anybody can do that. Yeah. I, I would love to, as yeah. a matter of fact. I was going to say, come here. I'll fucking tell you what to do all day long. <laughs> I like that. Uh, one of my worst experiences, and I think I've said this on the show before, I went to, I was recommended a therapist by my doctor. Boy, did he miss the mark on this one. And I went to her office. Just with the personality? Just with, I have never, I've met a few therapists in my life. I have never in my life been sitting in a therapist's office and thought, wow, this person is unbelievably unprofessional. In terms of? And this is the one person I thought that about. I, I sat down in her, in her office. It was, the door was open. So I sit down. She comes in 10 minutes late. I think that's like $47 right there. Right there. Yeah. With a hot, full Cup of coffee. Well, what's wrong with that? 
She's late because she got herself a cup of coffee. Uh, well, if she came in with a cold cup of coffee, that would have been stranger. <laughs> but I, I, I do understand. I mean, if you're going to be late, you might as well be comfortable. <laughs> no. I, live, I live my life on that. But what about me? <laughs> You want coffee? Yeah. I got a coffee here for you. I just, I need another 10 minutes. It's kind of cold. Yeah, get it's, it for you. it's this freaking brew. You know, it's just how it works. So she sits down and she immediately, we start talking and I'm already frustrated, but I'm just like, all right, let me just, just brush that off. We'll, we'll do this thing. And she sits down and therapists are supposed to take notes. If you see even three people on a normal basis, there is no way you could remember the details that each individual person gives you. That makes sense. Without confusing them. Okay. This lady le lies down on a couch that you should have your patients lie down on. Okay. One of those semi-curved ones yeah. where you're not fully lying down. The therapy chair from the movies. She lies down on her... Oh, boy. Did, you, did I... Did I think we, that was caught on... Can we redo that? <laughs> the no. therapy chair... Shit. <laughs> Fuck. That so, was chunky. So she lies down, much like what's-her-face in Titanic about to be drawn. She has one arm up on the couch, wow. supporting her head. The other hand with a cup of coffee in it. All right. And she just starts talking to me. So she's giving you the centerfold therapist. Correct. Okay. And I am growing more irate by the moment. I love that. I, I love the idea of being in a therapist's office and figuring out... You know, just a murderous plot. For sure. Well, you know, the one thing they say about relationships, it's important to know what you don't want. Agreed. And she was teaching me. Agreed. So she starts asking me questions and immediately, like what we just said, you don't tell people what to do. I said, you know, I'm, I'm really smoking like large amounts of marijuana. I think it's really affecting like my day-to-day -day life. I think it's unhealthy for me. And she immediately responds with, you got to quit that. There you go. There you go. Are you serious? Well, I mean, she has a good point. I mean, that's the devil's lettuce right there, Tyler. It only leads you to bad things. The The entire thing was just terrible. Do you have any any situations, I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot, where you go into the therapist's office and at the very least you leave there. Oh, didn't you have the one where they where he asked you like a very pointed question and or, or you said, oh, you know, I'm going to work on that. And the therapist went, no, you're not. Oh, yeah. Well, it was the guy who was bringing me presents. Oh, same guy. And he told me, I, I said, you know what? I'm going to break up with this woman, and I probably should spend some time by myself and like really get to know myself. I think that would be what's best for me. And he's like, you're not going to do that. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I, I, I am. That's my plot. And he's like, you can't. <laughs> you just can't. And you know what? Turns out he was right. He was right, yeah. Okay, checkmate, bitch. <laughs> Uh, that's a that's a tough one. People calling you out like that, especially when you're in your feelings, and especially when he knows me. That's the worst part. Absolutely. Yeah. And talking about being in my feelings, my name is Tyler, and my name is Ryan, and we are those guys you hate. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another session of Those Guys You Hate. I'm here with the guy that stole most of the nutrients from me in the womb, my brother, Ryan Menendez. It was like seven years apart. What are you talking about? <laughs> I left Mom Barron. There was nothing left in there for me. <laughs> I don't like what you're implying. Yeah, that was gross. gross. How, how are you doing today, Ryan? I am doing really well. We pushed this off to the weekend, so I got to get up. I got to go to the gym. I'm feeling great, man. Thank you for asking. Good for you. Well, on the show for you this week, we've got a You've Got Mail, we've got a weekly book nook, and we're going to get in-depth with a few mental illnesses and learn more a little bit about them and Ryan specifically. 
I would rather not do a few of those things. And I think that it's very important very quickly to point out this week, as we had hinted before on the show, we're trying out something not different as far as what we're doing with the show. But Tyler has taken the executive chair here and he's running it today. And I'm proud of you, my man. Thank you. You're going to be trying out something different. And I think Tyler deserves a... Oh, excuse me. Forgive me. I, I, this board is still new to me. Wow! Congratulations! And I mean one of those <laughs> sincerely. Gotta tell you, you really got me with that one. <laughs> I was really waiting for the congratulations. Oh, led you right into it. All right, now Tyler, take it to reins. Uh, okay. Well, first off, we're gonna start with. Um, I think we should just go. If we're playing three of these, I say we just go right into part one of our uh, of our original. Hey, those guys you hate original that we're going to be playing for you guys over these coming weeks. You're talking about the TGYH classic over over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been playing. We've been playing something that we created when we first started. And this one, what was the what was the premise of this one? It's a three parter. So we'll give you the first one now. Yeah. Well, I Tyler and I guess this kind of goes. St- well, no, actually, no, I've evolved. I actually have one now. So it doesn't count. You have I, one. What? I didn't have any black friends at the time. I have one now. What's up, Kyle? I'm going to need this. First of all, there's no black. <laughs> people named Kyle. His name's Kyle. That, no, that's not that's, checking out. His name is Kyle. And, uh, and so we put on a contest to see who wanted to win a white friend, namely me. And so let's go right into our first, uh, our first part. Hey guys, Tyler here. Do you like diversity? Well, we do too. And that's why we partnered with no one in particular to bring you the win a white guy sweepstakes. Because of the invisible barriers of segregation that we still face today, I've never had the opportunity to have a black friend, and it's time to break down that barrier. For anyone who's ever wanted to hail a cab or go shopping with a backpack on, even get good service at a restaurant, now you've got me. To enter when a white guy, you must complete and submit your entry by following the instructions found on the contest page. In the event of a dispute, entries received online shall be deemed to be submitted by the authorized account holder, email address submitted at the time of entry. The African-American community and those guys you hate coming together to break down white privilege. Remember, when you're with me, you're all white. Are we allowed to do that? I think so. Okay. I think it Again, still flies. We're pro, right? Like I, I think that we need to I, I'm the prize here. Okay. Yeah, we're not we're not it's we're not auctioning off anybody else. I'm the one being auctioned. I, That's I okay. I'm not sure that we should use the term auction, but again, you're in charge. It's voluntary. <laughs> what a, do you call a voluntary auction? <laughs> He's an auction hero. That's right. <laughs> Name of the show. Last auction. Anyway. Yeah. All right, Tyler. Well, first, uh, before we get into any more of the show, let's do something a little more lighthearted, Ryan. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Israel and Palestine, Ryan. Mm-hmm. What do you know of them? <sighs> now, our, our, this is a comedy program. Mm-hmm. And Israel... Palestine, kind of a bummer of a situation. No matter what side you're on, kind of a bummer. What's going on over there right now is really heartbreaking and, okay. and worrisome and perhaps World War Four at the very beginning. So, Tyler, go ahead and spice it up. Well, we still have to do World War Three. You're getting ahead of yourself. No, in the this sequels. one's going to be that bad. Oh. World War Four wow. in search of World War Three. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, instead of just jumping into that war, because you can go to literally any news site and start reading about it, and you and I are nowhere near informed enough. And it, you'll get completely different information based upon which site you go to. That too. That too. There was actually that group of uh, Harvard... 
uh, groups. Did you hear about this? No. Harvard groups that signed off on a pro-Palestine uh, letter. Okay. Just just like an op-ed kind of thing where they released it to the public saying what Israel was doing, blah, blah, blah. Dude, they are getting bombarded yeah. right now. However, they did, they did um, just write it pro-Palestine 100% across the way without any acknowledgement of what's been done to Jews or anything like that. But instead of getting into the the in-depth griminess of the war that is, let's be honest, just ramping up, like it hasn't even gotten to its apex yet. It's terrible. It's it, no matter what side you support. And I got uh, the extremes just at a family dinner. Um, mm. I've got friends on both sides. It is deeply, deeply disturbing the way that human life is just being cast aside and without and, treat, and treated like nothing where you have kids and elderly and women. And it's just, that's not a war. That's just terrorism. Well, I feel very much about like what happened post nine 11, nine 11 happens. And then we start just bombing other countries. How'd that go? And it's, and not only that, it was the cheering on of this as civilians are dying. And it's like, I understand needing to get the people who got you but what about a little empathy for the women and children being caught in the crossfire? It's a tough spot. So anyway, as I said, we weren't going to get into the seriousness of it. I thought we could just discuss a couple controversial takes on the Israeli and Palestine conflict. We can, all, all takes are controversial. We, yeah, but these aren't our takes, so okay. we can at least talk about We them. have no takes. We're takeless. I'm, I'm a takeless person. That's exactly right. Well, first we have Mia Khalifa. Okay, <laughs> that's where I go for all of my news and information. Why don't you tell the people about Mia Khalifa, Ryan? Spare no detail. Mia Khalifa is an adult porn star, or was. Former. War, former. former. Uh, and she famously got into a fight with Gal Gadot, right? Or mm -hmm. Gal Gadot, however yeah. you say that. They're both representing opposite sides. Big old boobs. That's about what I know about Mia Khalifa. That's top to bottom. Accurate. Yep. Accurate. Well, she wrote on Twitter, or X or whatever the fuck, uh, and I quote, can somebody please tell the freedom fighters in Palestine to flip their phones and film horizontal? Okay, that's a dark, it's a dark observation. Mm -hmm. That's a Anthony mm -hmm. Jeselnik-esque mm -hmm. situation yeah. there. And yeah. what's been the response to that? That seems pretty extreme. Pretty egregious. Yeah. Uh, she has since lost two business deals and counting, uh, one of them being Playboy, which is, I think, kind of like a big deal. Well, she's saying basically that that the that the the deaths that it doesn't bother her at all. She just wants to be able to see it better. Yeah, is yeah. That the deal? Not, not only that, let me watch this more clearly. That's a that's a lot there, Mia. And also calling them freedom fighters, where ah. I I understand, I guess, a perspective on it. But let's be honest, these are terrorist acts. They're they're raping, they're pillaging, they're 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 doing like old school uh, barbarian shit. Are there Palestinians that are saying, "Excuse me, we do not support this." Uh, it's hard to say simply because there is so much misinformation and it's not something that I've kept up on. Okay. So I, I can't speak. But I will admit that if you're in Palestine and because of the act of this group, this terrorist group, no matter how much of you agree with their actions, you're now getting bombed by one of the most sophisticated militaries in the world. You're going to think like, bro, what did these people just bring down on our heads? Like this sure. isn't this isn't better. You start a fight with Wakanda. That's always your go-to, Wakanda. That's my only futuristic. What do you want me to say? Atlantis? Last I checked, Israel? Pretty dry, Tyler. Atlantis is a good one. Okay. I like Atlantis. And then you have Jamie Lee Curtis. 
Okay. Jamie sure. Lee Curtis, her Big best. Big old hot dog fingers. <laughs> that's right. So that's burned in my, true lies gone, hot dog fingers. That is so crazy. I was just about to say, in my opinion, her best roles are true lies and everything everywhere all at once. A true lies no longer <laughs> exist. Her grinding on that bedpost, gone, hot dog fingers. I you were going to say big boobs on her too, to be honest with you. No, After the Mia Khalifa thing. I would never thing. disrespect her like sure. that. Sure. Well, she posted on Instagram a photo of children outside looking up into the sky with genuine fear in their eyes. It was very heartfelt photo because you could feel the emotion. A touching photo, sure. A thousand to, words, I'd say. Agreed. There's something about not just fear on a person's face, but in a children's eyes. And because you don't want kids to ever feel that. Sure, but they also aren't hardened by the, the rigors of life yet. That's what I mean. They should be innocent. Kids should not have to worry about that. Agreed. Stuff. Well, she captioned it, and I quote, terror from the skies, in all caps, with an Israeli flag. Turns out that photo she posted is of a Palestinian kid looking what? up into the air with fear in their eyes. Bit of a gaffe. Not hateful, I don't think. But I a, mean, that could happen to anyone, but right? A, but I, a bit of a gaffe. Sure, you know. sure. I, I, I agree, but you, I mean, you know. These these reactions, these very, very strong reactions are coming for everybody. So you got to be careful, man. It is tough, but it also sucks that we're in a world where you can't express yourself without being attacked from all sides. You know what I mean? Agreed. Agreed. Well, that makes me kind of sad. I agree. And when I'm sad, we talk about it in the Depression Index. Nice! If you're sad, why is the music so happy, Tyler? It picks me up! No one cares. Before you, you go, go. What, do, the, what the Depression... Or do you, wait, do you do this? I can do it. Go, hit What it. the Depression Index is, is a machine that Ryan built, and we crank it up to let you know how down we are. No, you built it today, my man. Yeah! Sorry for all the extra body parts on there. Uh, Ryan, how are you feeling today, my friend? All right, Tyler. Um, this week I have, we talk so much about mental health and we talk about these general ideas of like, hey, you know, uh, you know, think more positive. And, and it's just kind of these platitudes that are often put out there. I think that I have some actual, a physical training regimen that you could follow that will bring you to what it is that we're talking about. I don't know if other people out there are like you and me where we had parents. Let's see if this makes me less. Oh, I think that's a little bit better, isn't it? I look less dead. Yeah, you got a glow. You A dead glow. <laughs> a uranium-like <laughs> glow. We had parents that were very particular about our grammar. They would constantly correct us on how we speak. And I don't, what do you think about that? Do you think that was for the best? Absolutely. We even, we even made it into a bit of a game in the house. Where, where we try to get each other. When any, whenever anybody would slip up, we'd immediately pounce on sure. the grammar. And if you said something the wrong way, then you had to sleep in the garage for a week. It was a whole deal. So we always had one that stood out to me where I would say, hey, me, you know, me and him are going to the, to the grocery, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. uh, me and him are running down the street to McDonald's, whatever the thing is. And our parents would say, he and I. Or, you know, you would just, every time you would make that mistake, he and I, he and I. He and I didn't have any female friends at that time. <laughs> so over time, that habit that you have of saying me and him, you just hear it so many times that one time, I don't know what the tipping point is, your brain, right as you're about to say, it goes, ah, he and I, it stops you. You change, they're all of a sudden, it is the, it is the, what is it? It's your, your gray matter changing. What happens there? That one time that you're like, up, up, up. 
Because what happens is you start thinking about it closer and closer. You say, uh, me and him, and then all of a sudden you hear your parents' voice, and that gets closer and closer and closer until one day it pops out first. What happens there? Yeah, that's just habitual nature. It's you train yourself so much that that is the first thought that comes up instead of the, the one that is incorrect. Okay, and that is how we change our mental health behaviors mm -hmm. where you're thinking about yourself and all of a sudden you realize, hey, wait a minute, I'm being really mean to myself right now. What is the deal with that? You start noticing that, you start having those thoughts, you start talking to yourself differently, it gets closer and closer and closer until one day you just start talking to yourself the way that you want to mm -hmm. and that's that tipping point and I don't know what happens when that happens because I'm not there yet, but I'm really looking forward to it because I can't I'll handle much more of this. I'll let you know, though. Yeah, sure. <laughs> if it's real, I'll tell you what the deal is. So any thoughts on that just in general? I, I think that it's a uh, a great thing to acknowledge. The For me, I noticed that what you said, I was doing it the opposite way, where I was talking down to myself so much over and over and over again. That's how I was training my brain to think about that's, myself. That's exactly how habits work. Yeah. That's how you got to where you are. That is correct. And and so doing the opposite and, and, and training yourself to do pos the positive aspect of it is definitely a beneficial thing. Going back to the original point you made to set up the entire conversation, sure. it's great for your parents to correct your your vocabulary and stuff. Don't do that to people like like your friends and stuff. You're it's so shitty to do. I think that's a pretty cool uh just way to describe yourself. Like nobody be comfortable around me. I'm going to get you. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to get that's your with an apostrophe. I heard you said it with no apostrophe. You know it's a great uh, a great move when people start calling you a grammar Nazi. Oh good. Now I'm sure. being referred to as a Nazi. You, you want to be any type of Nazi that you can. You know what I mean? I look good in red. Except for an actual one. And and I will just say this. Um, it really does. It changes your gray matter. And, and what happens to me so often is I'll start doing the bad habit that I don't want. And my thought process is, well, you fucked up again. That's it. It's over. It's mm. never over. Yeah. There's always time to start again right now. Agreed. So this week, I am at a... Five, baby. Oh. One, two, ah. three, four. Oh. Right. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. I don't like not being in control, Tyler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that's great for the depression index. You can use that next time. Anytime. Uh, do I? I feel like I'm stealing your thing. Do I? Do I say it? I don't think we can go an episode without saying it. You have to say it. No, but wait a minute. I think you have to. I think you have to straight it up. Straight it up. <laughs> I'm just straightening it up before I get out of here. I'm straightening the shit out. Straightening it right up. now. Uh, that's a good one. On this week, session 187, my theme is depression, Ryan. Depression. I've heard of it. Yeah. I have an index for that. Now they have. Ooh, gotcha. We're both chunky today. Yeah, it's usually yeah, just yeah. me. Yeah. Ryan is because he drinks healthy shakes. Mine is because I'm unhealthy. And That's. We're bleeping that. Damn, dude. Yeah, we're, we're, I, I did that for shock Jeez, value. dude. Yeah, you'll never know what I said, but no. what I said was smoke a shitload. Eats a lot, eats a lot of carrots. That's the I, one. I eat a lot, a shitload of carrots. Uh, well, this week, I actually wanted to discuss depression uh, in a different way, and it's because of our depression index. De um, we use uh, depression index. We use it in a, and dare I say, a, a pretty flippant way by calling this the depression index. <laughs> sure. We when, do. Well, just very quickly, the reason it started, it didn't used to be this big, long mental health, you mm -hmm. know, block of the show, which is what the show somehow turned into. The idea in the origins of this was 
Tyler and I were dealing with such severe depression. Let us tell you what level it's at this week, and you decide if you want to listen to the show. That's it's right. just evolved into talking about mental health issues. Very true, and it's one of my favorite segments of the show, just because it's actually a segment where we do laugh and whatnot, but we get to be sincere and honest about our mental health. And it's usually off the dome. We have a general idea, but you're actually getting our real feelings and Without cries for help. So we call it the depression index and it is a bit flippant, but I do want to acknowledge depression, very serious mental illness. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we use the term depression index, but I just want to, I just want to shout from the rooftops that it, it is something that is that that is a very serious thing. It is not something to be flipping about, and uh, and it is something that millions of people. I'm sure a lot of you that can hear the sound of my of my voice right now are dealing with it. Millions of people suffer from this, and just know that a you're not alone, and b if it's within your means, seek some therapy. 100%. Nothing will help you more than therapy, and that's not even just depression. That is freaking anything this guy man. is really trying to monetize this show anything. i think this has turned into you, like you, uh like a like a what, what do they call that a commercial where it's just for one thing an, an infomercial do an you remember those sure remember yeah. the slap chop and, i remember the slap chop and that guy who got his nose bit by the the asian prostitute sure i like sham wow vince the vince you, from sham wow you'll, you'll say wow every time well not every time <laughs> <laughs> and no i wasn't even gonna bring up better help but if you do use better help you slash those guys uh, but no, just therapy of any means whatsoever. It doesn't have to be through better help. It doesn't have to be through it should, though. some, it, it should slash those guys. Uh, but, but no, but seriously, uh, seek, seek therapy. If it is within your means, if not find at least somebody to talk to a friend, a family member, I mean, shit, even talking to your dog while they won't respond in English, just saying the words out loud of what's bothering you or what you're feeling can be so cathartic instead of just being wrapped up with the negative thoughts in your own mind. And just letting it fester. I, I have a question for you from the very origin of what you said. You said that, that depression isn't a joking matter. It's something that is very serious. My question to you is this. Obviously you can't apply anything absolutely. Wouldn't it help? I'm gonna, I'm gonna equate this to you know, having anxiety about going to bed because you're having trouble falling asleep. And all of a sudden you go into this snowball effect of like, now you're afraid of sleep. And then when you get into bed, it all manifests and blah, blah, blah. Don't you think that even if you have depression, um, approaching it with a sense of humor and not letting it be so, I mean, it sounds ridiculous, dark in your mind. Don't you think that that would be beneficial with people from, I laugh at my depression. I, I just, hey, it's part of who I am and, and it's all good. It hurts me sometimes, sure, sure. but uh, I, I try not to take it too seriously. Yeah, I misspoke. I shouldn't have said, it's. Not, I, I should not have said anything close to it shouldn't be joked about. I think anything on earth, no matter the subject matter, should be joked about. Like Mia Khalifa. Like me a Khalifa, sure. Right, right. But, but I mean, well, okay, now you've just torn down <laughs> my entire argument because I was going to say it shouldn't be joked about in a specific sense. If you are, if you right now, the person hearing this is dealing with depression, that shit's not funny. It is a severe mental illness and we are here for you. Sure, but of course. The, but the subject of depression should absolutely be laughed at like everything else. And if you, the person dealing with depression, can find humor in it and bring levity to that feeling. I think Absolutely. it's going to be beneficial. Absolutely. Man, yeah. we just fixed you, bitch. Yeah, there you go. How about that? Betterup.com slash those guys. Uh, that's Africa. <laughs> <laughs> this week, say thank you with your wallet. <laughs> I am at a four. Spin that way. One, way. two, three, four. Woo. Woo. Muy fantastico.
Well, Ryan, I think we should jump right into the actual theme of this week, which I am very excited for. But I want you to tell me what these three people that I'm about to name have in common. Julianne Moore, the actress. Redhead. Redhead. Yep. Mm -hmm. Adam Duritz, lead singer of Counting Crows. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Smelly hippie. And (laughs) I've never been next to him. Allegedly. But by his photos, I am willing to agree with you. I love his music. I don't know why I did that. He's excellent. Sure. And, And the third person being John Nash, the famous mathematician who was portrayed by Russell Crowe in the 2001 movie, A Beautiful Mind. Okay, sure. Those three people- Never seen it. What do, good movie. What do those three people have in common? They don't wash their hair. I, I you know Prove what? me wrong, it Tyler. I dare tell, you. The only one out of the three that has great <laughs> hair is Julianne Moore. She does have great but, hair. But I, I, you could be right. Sure. They all struggle with mental illness. Okay. Which will be our theme for the show. As I said, we're going to have an ongoing discussion about OCD, schizophrenia, and disassociative identity disorder, a.k.a. multiple personality disorder. I got that. No, you don't. I got that. No, you don't. You don't get to tell me. I got that. And this is exactly what I was saying earlier in the show. Ryan is going to resonate with so much of what I'm about to say. Well, you know what is so interesting about this? It it is not unlike when I was in the band and I wrote all these songs when I was just getting out of high school. And it's so interesting to see the parallels of what I believe now and what I thought as a kid. They're very similar. Now, obviously, it was a much more elementary version of it, but it was just I had the same kind of ideas that I grew up with. Some weird way growing up, I romant I romanticized people with like mental health issues. I know it sounds crazy now, but like I thought like the Beatles going crazy from being too famous and Michael Jackson before he did what he did. I was like, man, this it's so look, sometimes people are so crazy. The people around them are affected, but they seem to be living like this romanticized, lovable, crazy life, you know? And I would go so far as to say that you're not wrong for thinking that because yeah. it has just been a, a recent within the the last couple of decades in the 2000s where we have really as a society as a culture embraced the idea of mental health yeah back in the day like when you're re- referencing it was sexy in a way yeah it Don, was Don Quixote, yeah it was cool yeah and now let's we're get re- back to that <laughs> When did we lose all? We lost comedies and being allowed to just be crazy. You can't call somebody crazy anymore. Yeah. And then we find out, no, Ike Turner isn't just an amazing musician. He's a fucking asshole who abuses his wife. Okay. That's a little bit less fun. I will admittedly, (laughs) that's not, I wasn't romanticizing that. Or the Beatles. Pick any of the Beatles. They were crazy mother effers. Bigger than Jesus, Tyler. I mean, they, didn't they get a lot of blowback because of that? That's why I said it. Oh, uh, okay, good. Good for you. And with that, what do you say we get into our first mental illness, right? Let's get it, Tyler. Obviously, besides yours and mine. We are going to start our education on mental illness with OCD, or obsessive compulsive disorder. I was waiting for you to say I got that, and then I was actually going to agree with you. I, I got uh, <laughs> that. I actually have. That is true. It's very strange. Now, from the three names I mentioned, who do you think has OCD? Julianne Moore. Adam Duritz or John Nash? Well, you would think it would be the mathematician. That's where your mind would go. But I'm going to I'm gonna pull a fakie and I'm going to go with that. What's the name of the guy I called a smelly hippie that I now regret? Adam Duritz? That's the guy. I, didn't, I, don't, I strike that from the record both times. 
No, Ryan. No. Incorrect. It is Julianne Moore. Okay. Julianne Moore is actually the one with OCD. How bad is it? Well, here we go. Miss Moore has spoken on her struggles when it comes uh, uh, in the past. For years, this was her regimen when she woke up every single day. She'd wake up. She would have two cups of coffee. Not that bad. Then she would leave her apartment every day at the exact same time. Now, right then and there, you have to plan your entire day around this. Yeah, I. I but I, I, I feel like there's some, some benefits to this as well, truly. Okay. She would then walk at the exact same speed following precisely the same route. So even if you you're, have a, you're losing me. So now, even if you have a meeting in the other direction, you got to go that way. Well, I mean, you just got to be safe. You know what I mean? <laughs> what does that mean? No, that, see, that's the deal. I'm obsessive compulsive, but I never got to like, I need to touch something four times because that starts hindering your life. Exactly. And it's not, it's not, it's not a, a rhythm. It's, it's, it's a, it's a nuisance. And you have just touched on what constitutes between a behavior yep. and an actual mental illness. Absolutely. Now she would walk the exact same speed, follow the same route, and she would be so precise after such a while that she would come upon walk signs to cross the road at the exact moment they would switch to walk. So she never had to stop walking. How is she doing this? This is, I think, the plot Repetition. to speed. I, I, <laughs> what is happening? Do not let her walk under four miles per hour. <laughs> now, have you, Ryan... Ever met somebody with OCD? Sure. I'm sure we meet somebody with OCD on a daily basis. But you, has it ever stood out to you? Um, have you ever met somebody with severe OCD? See, I have these things that that I that I adhere to that are much less pronounced than that. Um, for me, it's because I think of I've I've come up with the most efficient route to do something, and then I won't stray from it, which could be a problem, you know? Well, that right there is you just don't like change. Well, I mean, I think that I've thought this out more than whoever it is I'm dealing with. But mm. nonetheless, nobody jumps out to me as, I mean, mom, mom is quite compulsive. Yeah, Mama Menendez does. But I don't, she, even she I, irons her uh, her, fi her fitted sheet. I mean, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> Looks classy. It does look good. Well, OCD has two characteristic types of symptoms. Obsessions. Do you have any obsessions, Ryan? Uh, I plead the fifth. Next question. <laughs> okay. Oh, I have so many obsessions. I do everything obsessively. And compulsions. Do you have any compulsions, Ryan? <laughs> Not that I can think of. <laughs> What's the difference between an obsession and a compulsion? A compulsion is acting on your obsession. Obsessive thoughts tend to have a theme, such as fear of germs, need for symmetry, or intrusive thoughts about harming yourself or others. Thoughts of symmetry? Thoughts of symmetry. Oh, boy. Now, compulsions are re repetitive behaviors you find impossible to ignore, something that your body actively has to do because your brain just won't let you forget it. Oh, that's interesting. I, I definitely have the symmetry thing. That is for sure. Yeah. See, you call them compulsions, but I don't think you have them. No, I your, don't. Your only compulsion is arranging things in a certain way, but even that you can walk away from if it becomes serious. If enough. I realize that I'm doing something that's making my life actively worse, yeah. it's not a lot of my compulsions. I'm more compulsive, the better I feel mm. like my compulsions just give my life a rhythm that I really like. If it doesn't work for me, I stop doing it. Oh, there you, well, there you go. And yeah. you, sir, I don't think, have actual OCD. Yes! <laughs> Ryan wins. Yes! And yeah, it can get so bad for people. Some of the compulsions, it's washing your hands because you feel like you haven't gotten the germs off enough so much, you'll start rubbing the skin sure. raw. Sure. You know, things like that. There was a kid in my elementary class that uh, licked his lips so often that it changed the color around his lips. Oh, wow. Sure. That's, yeah, that is a compulsion. 
So, and that's the thing is you could, fu- OCD can affect you where you can't get to places on time. Your brain just can't keep up with when you're supposed, don't you dare use that that's as a, an excuse. I got that. Don't you dare. Um, you're unable to attend or enjoy social activities. Sometimes that's me. Um, or even it, it gets, uh, it affects your relationships. So this is a very, you hear, you hear people say all the time, oh, I'm so OCD. And that is flippant as fuck. No, you're not OCD. You might have tendencies. Yeah, but they don't mean it. They're not trying to, to you know, lessen anybody's situation. Agreed, but this is a societal point of view. I'm not trying to say, you specifically, this one person who's saying that, you're ruining it for everybody. Society as a whole, I think, can undervalue these sorts of things, which is why I'm bringing it up in the first place. OCD, severe mental illness. I agree, and it's a, it's a bummer. Also, OCD gets shit done. <laughs> You ever been to Disney World? That shit is crazy, man. They got hidden what? Mickeys. Oh, that is a monument to OCD. Oh, okay. that is the most detail-oriented like world. Walt Disney was a kook and an anti-Semite. Topical, Tyler. That's a, that's a true story. Topical. He was. Sure. Yeah, and I'm sure it's testament to OCD when you do a bunch of what is it, Ritalin or whatever the other drug is. Yeah, I don't recall. And that Ryan is, uh, you know, whatever that was, OCD. Well, you, you and the Bell, man. There it is. Nailed it. There it is. Now let's go right into our second clip of our win a white guy sweepstakes. <laughs> hey guys, this is Tyler again, reminding you about the win a white guy sweepstakes. If I'm being totally honest with you, some of these emails have been on the wrong side of aggressive. So if everybody's willing to keep in mind the nature of the sweepstakes, I'm still down to give this a shot. We're breaking down the often ignored white privilege while making it fun for our listeners. So you can win me to use my name to reserve an Airbnb, use me as a reference for your next job, even move into the neighborhood you want. One winner will be chosen by May 31st, 2021. All entries must be received by May 25th. Likelihood of winning one in one million. Please see stores for details. Purchase upon delivery required. We're watching you. We can work together to make your votes fairly count. Come on, guys, be reasonable. Remember, when you're with me, you're all white. Hey everyone. If you're anything like us, you struggle with depression, anxiety, isolation, or any number of things that hold you back in life. Or do you procrastinate a little too much? Maybe you've had trouble with self-control or even just going through a tough time. Regardless of whatever it is you're going through, therapy can help. For me, Ryan, it's completely changed the way I deal with my problems. Even the relationship with my own thoughts have improved dramatically. And that's why we're excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible. And this is so important to us because finding a therapist can be really hard, especially when you're limited to the options in your area. BetterHelp is a platform that makes finding a therapist easier because it's online, it's remote, and by filling out a few questions, BetterHelp can match you up to a professional therapist in as little as a few days. It's easy to sign up and get matched with a therapist. Go to betterhelp.com slash those guys or click on the link in the show's description. Clicking on that link not only supports us, but supports you. And we want to support you too by giving you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp to connect with a therapist and see if it helps you. Finding the right therapist is so important. Someone that you really connect with. And BetterHelp has made that easier than ever. Switching therapists until you find the right one without having to worry about insurance or any additional fees. 
You know, Tyler, when I first had my son, I felt so many emotions that I had never experienced in my life. Therapy really helped me figure out what was going on. Well, that is betterhelp.com slash those guys. Help the show by supporting the people that help us. Those guys. You like the juice, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's good. The juice is good, huh? You hate. I get you more juice. Those guys you hate. Red Circle. And we are back. Tyler, you've been listening to a lot of stuff. Are you ready to see some stuff? I love seeing some stuff. That's great because you got mail. Not just you've got mail, but two've got mail here, Tyler. What this mm. segment is, is where I send you something and you respond to it and you react to it live on the audio podcast. This week, what I've got for you, Tyler, it's it's like a follow-up segment. It's like a, you've got mail concerning two things that we talk about all the time. Go ahead and open up that first one. The first one is, what are you looking at? What the fuck, man? That is... Kuru, Tyler. That is the physical representation of Kuru. Tell the people what Kuru is. That is horrific. That's pretty crazy, isn't it? Kuru, I don't like looking at it. No, that's wild. Kuru is a, a disease you get from cannibalism, specifically eating the person's brain. It is a disease. Man, this is really hard to look at. It's really hard I, to look at. I, I can't look away. And, and it, it it's almost like what it's described as. It's like the laughing disease or the, I, I should have looked this you up. Get, you get manic fits in which your body starts starts splaying out almost everywhere. Almost like dancing kind of a thing. Almost like dancing. And then you begin laughing uncontrollably until the point. I, I, I heard that it, it forces your face to change from laughing so hard but this is something else it looks almost like it's dislocating the face right yeah. like the face has opened up so much that it's almost like the jaw has become unhinged yeah it's really terrible and i'm 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 in retrospect very sorry that i did that yeah to you. why'd you do this to me guru all right tyler let's that do is not guru what you just did for me uh, sorry that is not guru <laughs> uh second one go ahead and open up tyler uh. this one is the fuck is that? That's BTK, Tyler. Bind, oh. torture, kill, Dennis Rader. Oh. One of you love the serial killers, so I thought that you would like this. I find them interesting. He took pictures of himself bound and dressed like a woman. Oh, that's him. That is him. Oh. Yeah, those aren't dead bodies. Those are live bodies. That is Dennis Rader. Those are the pictures he took of himself. That, well, I'll let you react to it. Well, that's the creepiest selfie I've ever seen it's in my terrible. life. It's terrible. Yeah. I mean, in Has this, he ever seen a real woman? It's not only that. In this top left photo, it, it looks like him as like a doll. Yeah, It's exactly. like a painted mask or something Really like terrible. He's got a great mustache. Sweet, sweet mustache. Is Tom Selleck eats your heart out yeah. quickly before he does. Never trust a guy with a mustache. I think that's what it's saying. I don't know if I sign off on that. Never, ever. <laughs> <laughs> and that, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, you know, I, it's just dawning on me now. I had no idea what BTK actually looked like. Really? I had no idea. He that's looks why like I, every dad ever. I, I honestly was thinking of a younger, 
not slimmer as in this guy's super fat, although why am I worried about insulting BTK? Sure, sure. Who gives a shit about that? Mental but, health month, Tyler. But, but, he, but he looks like uh, every like Midwestern dad in, in existence. Which he was, and that's what's so scary about him, yeah. where, where these guys go into these berserker modes and then they stand out like a sore thumb where they're just like, you know, breathing, drooling maniacs. This guy kept his shit together. He was in charge of a lot of different things. He's got he's got a gigantic, gigantic jug behind him that says Mountain Dew across it. That's I do. <laughs> if, if we've learned, they should have checked him out right there. If we've learned anything, <laughs> and that is you got mail. That's terrible. Yeah, it's creepy. That that's like the um, I mean for for different reasons obviously, but like the inside shot of the Toy Box Killers uh, trailer where Toy he did, Box where he did all of his killings. Sure. And there was no gruesomeness. There was no nothing. It just you just saw the picture of the inside, and just by looking at it, you're like, some evil shit has happened. Yeah, it's like the world's worst doctor's office. It's it takes all of those kind of vibes that you already have and shows that it's possible. You yeah, know? yeah. At least he fixed my toothache by removing all my teeth. That's the boy. It's, it was almost like that haunted house. <laughs> sure. <laughs> all right, Ryan. Round two. Let's get it of our kind of fucked up game. You have to guess who has schizophrenia so it's adam the adam, guy from counting crows adam duritz and the mathematician or john nash who has schizophrenia uh i'm gonna go mathematician yes ryan Woo! there you go which i guess just by numbers alone means you get two out of three so you just won the game baby 50 50 baby unless you get that third name wrong in which case i'm gonna be very disappointed is it julianne moore <laughs> well the crazy thing is is we don't actually know the cause of schizophrenia. Yeah, we don't. True. We don't know why it happens. Personally, there's something truly terrifying about something that can affect a human so completely, and yet we have no idea as a species why that thing is happening. It's the worst mental illness that you can get. It's the it's the zenith. Yeah, it's it's up there. It, uh, I mean, dementia would certainly make an argument where you start forgetting all your loved sure. ones and everything. But, I, I agree with that. But it's window shopping, t total tragedy. All terrible, yep. Yeah. So when schizophrenia is active, symptoms can include delusions, hallucinations, disorganized speech, or even just trouble thinking and lack of motivation to do anything. Now, just to give our audience a taste of what schizophrenics have to deal with, an auditory simulation was created so we could hear. I think I've heard this. What they hear. I came for you. I came for you because you are the one. It's you. You are the one I came for. Stop. Are the one. you. I got that. I'm. I tell her I've got that. But you're the one. That's what I'm saying. Just call me Neo. Wait for it. I got that. I got that. I got that. I, and I also smell a little bit, if I can be totally honest. <laughs> At least he's being honest with us. <laughs> why don't they ever say anything nice? Because <laughs> why does it always mean? Although you are the one that's kind of nice. Yeah, but I'm the one that what? Broke the vase in the living room? Like, what What am I the one of? Yeah. So that is just a that's taste. That's terrible. That's got to be... Terrible. I, I've got some of that. Not to that level, but I mean... Uh, you know, it's not that uh, where people are just talking over themselves like that. But, you know, everybody gets a taste of that, don't they? Uh, everybody does, but that is your... And I, I mean, I can't speak for anybody, but the voice in your head is your inner voice. 
it's a mean fucking voice, but it's your voice. It's a voice. Yeah, okay. It's a That's voice. Totally fair. It's a voice that you are familiar with. It right. has been there as long as you can remember. It might be a shithead and say terrible things. It could use a little sensitivity sure. training. That's not unfair. Sure, but that voice is is familiar to you. Okay. Whereas this, it sounds like there are just people just on the outside, on the fringes of your hearing. It's hard telling which is which. That that are whispering things to you. Ugh. I I know that voice is, that's, that says things to me is coming from inside my body. Eat your parents. Yeah, yeah. And I say, <laughs> no, I don't want Kuru. That's terrible. Just the brain. <laughs> uh, but this, it sounds like people are whispering to you constantly, saying truly terrible things and whispering that you should do terrible things. So, and, and there is no uh, positive um, voices that now, are going to... I can't say... We can review because yeah, that's interesting to me. I can't say absolutely no, but but I've never heard of it before. Wash your car. I, I've actually... I <laughs> Finish your homework. I'm so proud of you. You can do it. Dad loved you. I'll always remember. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I can. Re- you know what? I don't want to take my medication anymore. I'm on board with this bad I'll boy. The, right I'll here. do the Flintstones <laughs> chewables, please. Yeah, and and I actually knew somebody with schizophrenia. It was a, a guy who was a dishwasher in one of the restaurants I worked at. Really, really nice guy. And I and I don't say this as a as a joke at his expense. I genuinely mean it when I say he really reminded me of Lenny from Of Mice and Men. Sure, he he was this really. Big dude. I mean, he must have been 6'6". Six, six. He must have weighed 250 easily. And he was just such a sweet dude. And then over the course of maybe two to three weeks, he started to really like slide into this emotional pit. And he got more and more like aggressive, aggressive with people. Sure. So he had to take time off. Found out he stopped taking his medication. Jumped off uh, one of the bridges down here in Miami and killed himself. Ouch. Yeah. It's a, it's, I mean, it's as, as dire of straits as there is, you know? It's a truly horrific uh, experience. And I would say the difference between dementia and this, and I, of course we're nitpicking is dementia usually comes late in your life. This generally comes on in your twenties. Yeah. Yeah. You start figuring this out pretty quickly. Yeah. And that's a problem. All right. All right, Ryan. Uh, I know you have a, a weekly book nook. We can jump right into that. And uh weekly book nook is when we uh, talk about some entertainment medium, a book game or movie or a, a product. And we don't do it weekly. And it's very rarely about ever about a book. Let's get into it. Do you have a weekly book nook? I do not. Okay. This week, I am talking about The Lost Symbol, Tyler. The Lost Symbol, which is written by Dan Brown. It is the book after um, The Da Vinci Code. It's an actual book. An excellent, excellent book. I have read it probably over 10 times. Damn. And the thing that's awesome about Dan Brown is he takes these books and he writes about something that is so hard to fathom. It's something that is out there for public consumption, but people just aren't noticing. And he puts it in such a way that people, no matter what your intellect level is, you can understand it. And mm-hmm. I think that is his true creative genius. Yeah. It's incredible. Well, it really is a true mark of, of an intelligent person to not only understand a complex thing, but then break it down into simple uh, ways of explaining it so layman's like you or myself can understand it. Do you? That's pl- a skill. Do you pluralize layman? Oh, like, that's a good point. Layman's. layman's. <laughs> We're layman's. Isn't that a point? I went and saw layman's last night. Incredible. That Anne Hathaway's got a voice. Oh my goodness. Has she been eating? So this one is about the American government, much like the Da Vinci Code did the Louvre and, mm-hmm. and Europe and all of these incredible, you know, masterpieces. This one is set in Washington, D.C. And it talks about a lot of the lore and the 
true mythology of the the growth of our country. It, it has a lot to do with the Freemasons as well, doesn't it? Freemasons yeah. and a lot of those different things. Another part of it is noetic science. Do you know what noetic science is? I do not. Noetic science is, and, and I'm looking at the definition right here on Google, and, and this probably won't explain anything, but noetics is a fringe branch of parapsychology concerned with the study of the mind as well as the intellect. So it's kind of science based off of the mind. Okay. And what is so great about these books is what he's talking about. It's a fictional story with fact interwoven and you learn so much. And basically what this is, and I've gone and I've looked it up and of course there's varying degrees, but thoughts having an effect on the physical world. What do you know about that? I believe in it. I think that our thoughts shape our reality. And for people who think negatively all the time and and not just who give into negative thoughts, but actively think that like people are out to get them, people are lying to them, people are stealing from Look them. Eyes. Well, not that, not, <laughs> that, not that. But just people who give into these thoughts and want to think the worst of people, it really affects them, not only the lives that they live, but the way that their physical bodies look. Like we, we, talk, we talk about Weinstein, who, who, who he was a, a rapist and a monster, and his body literally started to deteriorate on He him. worried his dick off, Tyler, as well as should. His that, that's correct. Anxiety ate his penis. Yeah, I wouldn't say anxiety. Well, sure, I, I guess all that terrible behavior would create anxiety manifest baby yeah, yeah. and and i'm sure you've heard that particles behave differently when observed than when not observed everybody's heard that yes i mean einstein i think talked about it so how sure you, how can you observe that something when something hasn't been observed i don't totally understand that part but nonetheless w smartest week in review we've ever done they are saying a, a big portion of this is that they are saying that noetic science has proved and you can go on the internet and find both sides of it but Snope said that the truth is somewhere in between, mm. that the human soul can be weighed. Mm. That when somebody dies, there is a difference in their weight, which if that is the case, the implications of that would be incredible. The proof of the human soul. That's not fair because when you die, you poop yourself. I'm sorry. I know you're trying to have a serious conversation, but I just thought of it and you do defecate right after you die, which would cause you to lose some. But if you're on a scale, would that change your weight? Not entirely sure. Yeah, because then a lot of gases would come out and the scale doesn't weigh gas. I, I, be I believe in this whole thing. It was set up inside a sealed tube. Nonetheless, <laughs> Lost Symbol, Dan Brown. I highly recommend it. I recommend that whole series. As a matter of fact, I am now going back and I started at Angels and Demons starting over again. Oh, nice. Three thumbs up. So you're doing, how do you do that? I would rather not say, That's Tyler. fair. So you're, so you're doing it in chronological order in terms of the way the series is written. Well, I did Lost Symbol and I just thought, man, I freaking love these books. I'm going to start from the beginning. Sure. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great. Incredible. Series. Yep. Robert Langdon, baby. Yeah, yeah. How many wacky adventures can you get into, dude? Go to the Bahamas or Stop something. Stop answering your phone, you <laughs> maniac. <laughs> Retire already. All right, Ryan. Let's get into the very last one that we have. What you got? Who do you think has disassociative identity disorder? Is it Julianne Moore? No, Ryan! I, I, I just thought maybe she got a rough, no! a rough hand dealt no, to her. No, you're you know not playing mean? this game correctly. <laughs> Julianne Less, I don't know. Well, God damn. You, you know, knew it was coming at some point. I wish I had schizophrenia right now. I'll give it to you for now, Christmas. That is right. 
I mean, not right. You answered it poorly, but that's <laughs> that right. Is right. But that's right. It is Adam Duritz from the Counting Crows. And what does he have? Forgive he me. suffers from disassociative identity disorder. Also I wasn't known, even listening to it. I was just waiting on my joke. Also known as multiple personality disorder. Uh, do they still call it that? No, is AKA now it is disassociative right. identity okay. disorder. Sure. Have you been listening to me? I'm man? sorry. There's a lot going on. Now I'm listening. Yeah, because it's like bipolar. It's just not, that's not the nomenclature anymore. No, not anymore. But speaking, to, he was speaking to Men's Health, the magazine about his condition. And he said, and I quote, I have a form of disassociative disorder that makes the world seem like it's not real. As if things aren't taking place. It's hard to explain, but you feel untethered. And he went on to say, it's hard to care when everything feels like it's just taking place in your imagination. That's very, I, I haven't heard a lot about this, this situation. That's very interesting. And, and that's the thing. Less than 200,000 cases are diagnosed per year. That is, I know 200,000, the number is high, but when compared to 350 million people in this country alone, that is 0. 0. Yeah. 0.001%. drop in the bucket. Nothing. We got to get those numbers up, baby. <laughs> those are rookie Let's numbers. Come on, guys. Uh, the best that the, the internet can de describe it, it's usually a reaction to trauma as a way to help a person avoid memories. Like putting memories. a defense, uh, like a, a wall in between you and something that's happened. Yeah. I mean, trauma can break a person so completely in so many different types of ways. This one, it happens so suddenly and so absolutely that the brain will literally take these memories from your active thought process and put them off to the side in their own like little cabinet where they can't be interacted Do with. Do not look in that cabinet. Do not look leave in that, that cabinet. Leave that unlocked and then, or locked. And then the per a personality will form around these memories specifically, and then those that personality takes up a life of, of its own. It's very, very interesting. It's very that, interesting. That, that makes sense. Yeah, and unfortunately, there is no cure for this there whatsoever. There is no hope, Adam. No, no there's it, lifelong therapy is all you've got if you if you have something like sure. this. So. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And that goes back to lifelong therapy is great for everybody. I, I think I got a little bit of that. <laughs> what? Uh, the disassociative uh, some some stuff that is that has churned out my personality from avoiding. I, I can't diagnose you, man. I, what do you want me to do What's with that? What's wrong with me? <laughs> Everything. Yeah, you ain't Is that wrong. a diagnosis? Everything? <laughs> he just looked from the top to the bottom. All right, Ryan. You got anything else? Uh, weekend Review. And we're going into Weekend Review. Write <laughs> <laughs> it in. Damn it. You go first, Tyler. Last week, you said into a microphone... What has Antarctica done for me lately? That's a great question. As I mentioned that grass and plants were growing in Antarctica, which is supposed to be ice. <laughs> you said, what has Antarctica done for me lately? Did I look it up? Yeah. We're starting our own little Farmville over in Antarctica. And I think it's going to be nice. <laughs> the An Antarctic ice deflects some of the sun's rays away from the earth, keeping temperatures livable. Keyword there livable okay so we can survive okay live although and that's it's doing it for me specifically for all of us okay that's fine it's just, an equal opportunist i didn't say what has antarctica done for us i said what has it done for me well are you not part of the us ryan no, i don't know i haven't decided yet let me know what your other personality thinks certainly although it's not predicted that the Kill massive you. antarctic ice sheets are likely to melt completely even small-scale melting would raise global sea levels and cause flooding 
around the world. Well, I think that's what we're seeing is that all these little things all turn into big things, especially when they're all happening at the same time. Well, remember specifically when it comes to sea level rise, it is not the melting of the glaciers that are already in the water. Those are affecting the water levels already. It is all of the ice that is up on land. Coming like, down. Like this, coming down into the water. Real yeah. issue. Yep, yep, yep. Last yep. week, I discussed Michael Fay being caned in Singapore. Oh, that's right. Was he punished unfairly? No, don't do it. No. Really? No, don't do well, it. Well, here's the thing, okay? No. Do I like that people no. are being caned no. with the big giant do bamboo stick? I'm afraid you. I don't love that. But what I will tell you is... No. Why are you spray painting no. cars in Singapore? You got to be smarter than that. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not championing anybody being, you know, hurt, but come on, man. Agreed. Uh, he was arrested for 50 counts of vandalism. He was sentenced to six lashes with the bamboo cane. It, it was reduced to four. Oh, I, good for him. I read up on it. It's, again, I would not want it. It didn't sound as bad as I, I was obsessed with this as a little kid where I'm like, they're going to torture this, yeah. this American boy. It bled a little bit, but not like a bloody nose. It wasn't yeah. like he was squirting blood out of his anus. Like we all wanted. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> I don't, why uh, are you doing it in the middle? Or like a, like a whip. Like when somebody whips somebody, the gashes that it leaves on the back on your back are just unbelievable. I would rather take the, the, the bamboo cane than the whip. And I think that's a normal punishment like in India and other places like that, right? Well, they'll just walk into crowds and just start beating people. Sure. And he no, and, thank you. And Michael Fay now runs a casino. Well, <laughs> what is he doing now situation? <laughs> All right. Now, Ryan, last week we had discussed best gargoyles put up on churches. That's pretty awesome. Did I look up a few? Yeah. Yes, this is this is just one website. There are so many out there, but this one, which is uh, atlasobscura.com. Thank you, Atlas Obscura. Uh, this one, they have the alien gargoyle, which is at the Paisley Abbey, Abbey in Paisley, Scotland, which is a uh, literally an alien from seemingly the movie Aliens. That's, that's exactly what it is. Coming it's, out of the church. It's the one that opens up its mouth and then another little mouth comes out of his mouth. That, well, another little alien. It's like his tongue alien. Is it a tongue alien? I, I We can review. I, I got that. I don't know. You've got what? <laughs> I don't want to say. Now, the next one, you have the vampire rabbit at Newcastle. That's kind of awesome. I mean, it's adorable. Look at that thing. I like its fingers. It's got big... Vampire oh. fingers. Yeah, it must be a fortune in nail polish. I love that. What else you got? And third and finally, we also have the Darth Vader grotesque at the Washington National Cathedral in Washington, D.C. They discuss this in the law symbol. Mm -hmm. They have a Darth Vader head mounted up on one of the churches. Do you know why? I do not. I do because I read The Lost Symbol by Dan Brown. <laughs> and all this information I collected from The Lost Symbol from Dan Brown. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, the reason is they held a con like a contest for kids. Wow, that's awesome. Look, it's got little fists underneath it too. Oh, it does have little fists. <laughs> not unlike the vampire rabbit. Um, they, they held a contest for the true face of evil. And this is what won. Oh, wow. Yeah, there you go. Wait, out of all the things in our real and fake universe... Darth Vader wins? This was the 70s, so I believe that was actually the face of evil at the time. Jeez. Now, Heath Ledger's Joker. Tyler, last week, you quoted Gandhi. Mm -hmm. 
Did some people have a problem with it? <laughs> yeah, they yeah. did. Gandhi is a controversial figure. Did it, you know that? He is a controversial figure. If you go into it, every figure is a controversial figure. Mother Teresa is controversial. That bitch! <laughs> um, you know what the thing is with Gandhi? And and, and I we touched on some of this with the Russell Brand stuff. Is there anybody out there who, if you don't look, or if you look far enough into their past, isn't going to have something that is cancelable? We were talking about us. There was a specific time in my life that if it comes out, I would be in trouble where I got overly physical with someone. It's, sure. it's, it's something that I'm completely embarrassed of. It's something that has never happened since, and it was a mistake that I made. I Did, cried, and I cried, and I cried, and he just wouldn't let me go. Wait until you see what happens tonight. <laughs> Does that mean that my wisdom is no good anymore? because I made that specific mistake in the past? Of course not. But it also has to be taken into it. All it comes down to is getting caught and facing consequences is the getting caught part. We all do immoral things in our in our lives. I don't think there's a single human being that has lived an entire adult life and not done something that has brought them shame. So then will people be perpetually canceled from now until forever? Absolutely. Oh, of well, course. That's just great. But, well, they, but they always have been. People, the canceling has gotten a lot more ferocious now because of the advent of the internet. Sure. That's we, the way it works. Well, very quickly, Gandhi was called a pedophile by many for sleeping nude with his teenage grandnieces to test the strength of his vow of chastity. That's a weird way to what? do it. He's, he's saying he's not having sex with them. Just tell me you're not, and, and that's fine. A picture is worth a thousand words, Tyler. What you, am I you doing? Said that, you said they were teenagers, right? They didn't say how old of... No, I, obviously I'm doing a gag here. Don't do that. Maybe I shouldn't say gag. But the, everybody... That, that's extreme. I will admit that I'm that's extreme. I'm going to let him flounder, ladies everybody, and gentlemen. <laughs> is that a new shirt, Tyler? Uh, everybody has something out there. That seems to be pretty extreme. If Russell Brand was with somebody who was 16, yes, there has to be laws. There has to be rules against it. Everybody's got something in their past that will make you cancelable. Well, how do we fix that? We, we can't. We can't. It's, it's the, the way that our society goes, there are things that are okay, and there are things that are not okay. okay. And people are going to take part in the things that are not okay. The, right. the people, look at the the, the, the Catholic priests. What? What have they done? Look at the Catholic what, what priests. What have they ever done to they, you? They are up there in front of everybody in their nice little silk robes or whatever the freak it's made Those out things of. things are sweet. Reading from this majestic ass book and they're diddling little boys behind the, <laughs> the, the thing. I hate the term diddling. It's true though. Yeah, you're right. It's, well, all, it's all bullshit. Not all of them. But most, a, a, mo a lot of them. Most of them. I don't sure. even know about most, but a lot. Uh, I'm good. I talked about my gargoyles and my, <laughs> and my rabbits. And my Antarctica. Tyler, I asked how much porn is uploaded per day. Oh. Did I find out? No, don't do it. No. I didn't because no, that's tough it. to find out. But in no. total, um, no. here, here's, I'll just give you no. one little nugget and I'll move on. The first telegraph message, this is just for Pornhub. The first telegraph message was sent on May 24th, 1844. If you started watching Pornhub then, you would still be watching new videos today. Mm, yeah. So there's that. And finally, are men more drawn by sex than women? What do you think? Yes. Yeah. Men more often think and fantasize about sex, more often experience sexual feelings, and more often engage in masturbation compared to women. And, and I would I would venture the guess more often are drawn into doing stupid ass shit that they will immediately regret uh, the moment that poison is out of their wiener. And please, <laughs> you know what? I, That's I, the scientific I, term I didn't for phrase it. it delicately, but yeah. you know exactly what I'm, is my wisdom not worthy of anything? I will, I will actually add to that because I had this pulled up and I, and I almost lost it for a second to add to what you said from Harvard health, 
the hormone testosterone plays a big part in men's health, but perhaps its most meaningful role is to fuel sex drive and performance. Right. Testosterone, this one of these chemicals that fuels men more than almost anything else in there, is there to fuel the sex drive. Well, to propagate your species, right? Yeah, but man, testosterone causes, cause, and it's not an excuse of like, oh, we, we shouldn't be blamed because of it. I'm just saying when we do dumb shit, Damn you, testosterone. 100%. It wasn't me, baby. But we also have that enlarged frontal lobe, which allows us to think past our emotions. The first time I'm going to say that on this episode, I, I don't I don't have that. Whoa. I, don't, I ain't got that, dog. Oh, congratulations. I got the big old sloping brow. Great job, Ryan. Thank you so much. The sloping brow. Great job. Well, it's a, it's a Cro-Magnon man reference. Great job, Tyler. Great job to you. Awesome. You did great, man. Thank you. All right. Thank let's, you. Uh, I don't know how we navigate this, but tell people how they can get in touch with us. Well, I was going to say to our audience, please remember to check out our pregame where Ryan and I get warmed up before the show. We tack it on at the end of the show, 30 seconds after this main episode ends. Fantastic job. Tell them about those guys. You hate.com Tyler. Yo, you just done it. Yep. You just done did it. Go to those guys. You hate.com and you can click on the links and you can find our Instagram. We're back up on Instagram. You can uh, leave us a message or a voicemail. You can, uh, you know what you can do? Go ahead. Snoop around. That is feel free to do that. Go ahead. Podcast and- mommy. Yep. Big uh, shout out to you. She's taken on a new assistant. We assume she doesn't want her name used on here either. But so uh, congratulations to the, the Menendez family yeah. growing. Who hasn't wanted to be part of the Menendez family? You know what I mean? That's true. Historically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we're going to have to come up with a nickname for pet podcast mommy's assistant. Yeah, we'll work on that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Off yeah, air. Yeah, yeah. Pat, podcast auntie. Tyler, what is the moral of the story? The moral of the story... Ryan, is that in today's day and age, especially with uh, with social media, mental illness is glorified in a lot of ways. People define themselves through their mental illness. You'll read, uh, go on dating sites. This show definitely does. Sure, yeah. Look how cool we are because those guys you hate is feeling depressed. And you can go on to go on to Tinder or Bumble or whatever it is, and the people will literally have it in their profiles. What do you mean? Depressed, anxious. I have depression. I have anxiety. I am boing. Bi- I am bipolar. <laughs> I'm on my way, baby. People define themselves by their mental illness, and it's not something to be defined by. This is something that we uh, struggle with. This is something that is part of our lives, but is not something that defines you unless you allow it to. And mental illness, I'm gonna just come right out and say it. It's not sexy. It's not sexy. Stop waving this thing around as if you got a big old butt, okay? It's not sexy. I think that's very interesting, especially now as a father of a teenager, where I think that this projection of relationships is out there where it is like, if this person isn't willing to do terrible things for me, they don't really love me. A relationship is supposed to be topsy-turvy and all of that stuff. That's not sexy, man. Mm -hmm. I I know that you think that you want that and somebody who's willing to kill for you. But when you're living in that life, that's not that's not happiness. That's not contentment. That's just what is it? Neediness? What? I I don't want to codependency. It's codependency. And that's not a real relationship. If they are willing to kill for you, they'll be willing to kill you as well. As I said. (laughs) Yeah. and, And there doesn't need to be a constant tension between people that is not an actual relationship that is a toxic relationship and that's not something that we need to be a part of agreed ryan what's the moral of the story gay it up um oh. my 
had to get it in. <laughs> I don't like change. My point is, I'm going to go right back to what we were talking about. Everybody is cancelable. Even our mom, our saint of a mom, she took a bite of that stolen ice cream. Everybody is cancelable. What? You don't know that story? No. Oh, I bring it up to her all the time. It oh, pains no, her. No, no. Everybody is cancelable. That doesn't mean that their wisdom no longer matters. I don't know where this crossroad is leading us to, where we're all just attacking people for being people. Now, sleeping naked with your nieces, uh, not a normal thing. Stop pointing at me as you say that. I'm I, not doing that. They've asked me to talk to you, Tyler. And dating, you know, somebody who's underage, that, that doesn't give you credence to do it. But where does this all end? What do you mean, where does it end? I, I'm it just is saying a, society is a constant balance sure. of calling people out on their shit and, and consequences being followed up. And on. I'm not saying that people should not be held accountable for their behaviors. I'm just saying that at some point there's something waiting for everybody. And, and if you want to get out there and put your name out in public, somebody is going to step up with a with a story of how you mistreated them. And, and I... I don't know. I just find that to be very interesting. But not always. We have plenty of celebrities out there that don't. I've seen Tom Hanks choke a bitch. What? I don't know. I think you're talking about Wayne Brady. (laughs) (laughs) And that is a great job out of you, Tyler. Thank you. We are those guys you hate. Be kind or we'll kill you. Sorry, Tom. Guys, please. I'm begging you. When a white guy wasn't supposed to be like this, I'll attend your traffic stops. Much less likelihood of violence. I'll go to court for you. Leniency for days. Please, I'm on your side. Take him, have him. Do you want him? This whole idea was Tyler's and in no way reflects the opinions of those guys you hate. As a matter of fact, they think that's some straight up bullshit. So fuck you and the person who told you. I don't want to do this anymore. Everyone's saying it's tone deaf. I'm definitely not saying the tagline again. Oh, hell no. Look at us. Red red circle. Look at us right there, Tyler. Yeah. Look, look at the two of us. Okay, you look... We're like Scorpion and Sub-Zero. I don't understand it. I keep moving... What do you mean? In terms of what? Just look at in our... In terms of look our, I'm blue and you're look, yellow? Or die. <laughs> Fuck you! Oh, wait, okay, we're starting in a bad place. That's not... I disagree. I think that's a great place. <sighs> no, Woosaw. I talked to my therapist about this. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I had some interesting conversations on therapy this week. Oh, I, 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 I can see your white wall. I, I assumed you use better help in order to talk to that therapist, oh, right? Well, no, I didn't talk to a therapist. I was just talking about therapy in general. I want to talk to a therapist, but Steve Jobs has set it up so that I cannot use my phone to download apps anymore. But when so. he does, he's going to go to betterhelp.com. Of course I am. Get what? 10% off your first te- uh, one month. I don't have health insurance. <laughs> I don't think most people do. <laughs> but um, there yes, there I I really am going to do it. Now, what's funny about that is the reason that my phone won't let me download apps anymore is because my front camera doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know what's really great about that? It'll still let me pay for shit. If I want to buy something, that front camera, I could use the passcode. What? To download apps, can't use the passcode. 100% true. That so. doesn't make any sense. Steve Trabajo, I mean, and we respect your memory, suck my dick. <laughs> um, so what do you got for pregame, Tyler? I mean... Um, well, you know, I actually just saw right, as we were getting ready to, to sit down, I was sitting there watching a, a bit of the Hulu. I'm sure you've heard of Hulu before. The hoo-ha? And they have done a... No, not the hoo-ha. That's something totally That's different. That's what I was watching. Um, and, and they did a, uh, a, a documentary. They made a documentary about McCammy Manor. 
Okay. The haunted house that we talk about all the time, the extreme haunted house where you go out there and they just torture you. I mean, are you having fun if you haven't lost a couple molars? I don't think so. For sure. We, we, we talked about that on the show and we were going to... We talked about it a couple times. That's what I'm saying. It popped up and I was like, oh shit, look okay. at this. So did you watch it? Absolutely not. Puta. Absolutely. You watched it. <laughs> no. Then- <laughs> Puta times tuta. <laughs> you uh, apparently is the fact that not only... I thought they shut it down. It is still going. You're lying. I thought it, that guy went to jail. It Wait, is can, can you please tell people... We're, we're talked around it. Tell people exactly what this is. Oh, sure. It's the most extreme haunted house in the United States and you go out there and if you survive for 10 hours is it 10 hours 10 hours so i'm like doing a shift yeah basically bring a tent you could do terrible terrible things to me in 10 hours you could do terrible things to somebody in 30 minutes 10 hours is just a buffet wow of horror. you are efficient how long was that guy in hostel in hostel i never saw hostel no. i'd you, rather watch this documentary you gotta hostel. check it out you've never seen it either no i haven't uh, it's the most extreme haunted house and you go out there if you if you last for ten hours, uh, fun fact nobody ever has. Shocking. You win twenty thousand dollars, and in order to <laughs> and in order to get to the haunted house, in order to enter it, you have to sign a forty page contract that says you will not sue no matter what. Is there anything ever good on the other side of a forty page contract? Absolutely not. Anything. All of the fine print within there sure. could just be like, oh well from now for the next thirty minute uh for the next thirty days, me and my friends get to use your butthole like a harmonica. And, and and where do I sign? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna throw acid in your eyes now. So initial here. And yeah. And it, they say people have, have uh, left missing teeth, people have left bald. People have left with broken bones. In all fairness, those people showed up bald, so that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to scalp them, but there was nothing to grab onto. Who's signing up for this? How, do, does do we know how many people have done this? Because you, we can review. I don't like to judge people, but you're an idiot. Yeah. Like like if you're signing something where I could cut off your pinky toe and put it in your nose, I mean you're asking for trouble. I yeah. Think. If you like, I'm all for people going in and trying to be as scared as possible because if you enjoy the feeling of adrenaline, like getting in your face and, and stuff and, like that, yeah, and feeling yeah. afraid, who am I to judge that? The moment you start signing up for torture, yeah, that's when I start judging. Sure, do that in your personal time. This, I'm really well, glad that's that technically you technically the personal time that they're taking get some d- other personal time and do it. Then, <laughs> um, what I this brings up, we're we're in Halloween season. How do you feel about Halloween? I like Halloween. Do you like it's Halloween? When things start to cool down. Sure. Things get a little bit darker. Yes, I mean that in terms of the brightness outside, as opposed to what. Uh, just, uh, that's a good point. Why did I clarify that? Not sure who you were talking to there. That was a a dog whistle sent through a siren. But a positive one. A very good one. Now, it's great for me. Love candy corn. Love black licorice. Great time of year. (laughs) Great time of year for me. What? But they have these haunted house things, Halloween Horror Nights, all of these things where you go there and the whole idea is for them to scare you. Yeah. And I guess I'm fine with it or whatever, but my issue is the relation dynamics will change when I go with my friends and they see me scream yeah. repeatedly. Yeah. Like a little bitch because yeah. I don't like to be afraid, Tyler. Well, you got to tell them, I'm doing this for you. Sure. I'm, I'm just, making sure you don't look foolish. I, <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to go to these things with you because if somebody comes running at me with a chainsaw with no chain in it, I'm going to react <laughs> like there is. It's just how I that's how I get down. Well, that just means that you have a very healthy survival uh, tendency in your body. I don't think that's anything to be afraid of. I know. And, and it's not something to be ashamed of, but everybody around me has told me that it very much is 
You so, need to hang out with different people. Now that <laughs> I agree with Tyler. What about you, Ryan? You got anything for pregame? Well, I have a I know you're always of, thinking of stuff. I can't stop. I can't stop. And that's my main issue with you taking control of, of the show is well, how do I vent all of this pressure? I'm going to give you plenty more stuff to think about this episode, too. Good. So, Good. That, yeah. that doesn't you're, sound corrosive at all. You're really going to connect with a few of the things that we talk about in this show. It's I all, hate connecting with things. All about mental illness, ladies and gentlemen. Well, so. I, I have stories of, uh, you know, I'm not gay, my man. I have stories <laughs> of hanging out with, a, you know, people want to tell me stuff. I had a, a real people want to tell me stuff moment this week. when. Well, well you talked about last week you said it on the show about the being in the checkout line right and the lady telling you that somebody died in her family her father her, sure that's right right yeah, yeah, yeah. no well this one and you actually know the story is of, a, of a person who i work with at a school with a job that i don't have yeah who told me about him and his boyfriend and his hooked penis yeah. that was scraping up his insides his, and that's 100 percent true people tell me this stuff yeah not gay, my man. Yeah. I, I guess that's really what this comes down to is I'm not gay. Like, how many mm. times do I have to tell people and myself, I'm not gay, Tyler? I'm not gay. I'll just walk in sometimes and he's just staring at himself <laughs> in a mirror, just chanting it over and over again. That's kind of a pray the gay away that I brought into my life. And and I think when it comes to sexuality, nobody knows our bodies. Nobody knows our, our intentions or intuition. Like another man. No, more, oh. more than ourselves. Sure. However, <laughs> when everybody's telling you something, when every it's like being angry. If you feel like you're not angry, but everybody I'm keeps asking you. <laughs> I'm not. It, it makes me angry when you tell me that I'm angry. Exactly. That's the problem. It only makes me gay when you tell me I'm <laughs> right. gay. Right. You keep bringing it to my attention. Sure. That's a sweet dick. Hey, and I only have one more thing. Uh, please. It's, uh. This is truly a segment that I have grown to really love. This is a particularly stupid one. I'm going to see if it works on you, and then we'll get into the show. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do an internet. <laughs> well, I'm going to do a book. Oh. All right, now, Tyler, I, internet says is where I take something generally pretty ridiculous from the internet. I ask you if you think it's funny. Invariably, you say no. Uh-huh. So <laughs> you just always happen to pick some of the stupidest shit out there. Uh, there's a lot of intelligent stuff on the internet. <laughs> when are you going to pick one? I avoid it. <laughs> I avoid it like the plague. I don't care about it. It has nothing to do with what we're doing here. Okay. Okay. okay so I'm going to ask you because the internet told me something and I was like, that's true. That is true. Now I'm uh, going to see if this works on you. Okay. Tyler. Cowboys. Cowboys say what? When you think of a cowboy, cowboy says. Uh... I have no idea. What? Uh, oh, howdy. Okay. Howdy, ma'am. Fine. Yeah. All right, this has already exploded I, in my face. I'm not a fucking cowboy. Do you see any calluses on these ants? But when I say cowboy, cowboys say... Yeehaw. There it is, okay. Tyler. I All thought right. that was the gimme. Sorry. I thought that was a layup, and the, the next one's a little bit tougher. Do they actually say that? Yeehaw. Of course. We, I, we can review. No, thank you. If possible. All right. Um, and I'm not gay, but cowboys' butts drive me nuts. And now, Tyler, now, now but ninjas... Uh, now ninjas say nothing. They're ninjas. <laughs> no, that's not true. When they're cutting something, they go, yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Tyler, you did it. <laughs> Cowboys say yeehaw. Ninjas say hee-yaw. <laughs> now that, now that's interesting, isn't it? You did, you, also stupid. You got the hard one and you missed the easy one. That's crazy. Howdy. 
Did it say howdy? They say howdy they, as they as they tip their the front of the lip of their cap. That's actually true. And they go, little lady. Yeah, yeah you're right. But cowboys say yeehaw, ninjas say yeehaw, and that's interesting, is it not? I feel like that was our most successful one. I can admit that it's something I have never <laughs> thought of before. It'd be weird if you had. Yeah. I mean, uh, internet. I wish all those cowboys would stop calling me little lady. I'm not gay, my man. That went well. Can't believe you got hee That's crazy. hee I did this to RJ, immediately said yee and then I said, what do ninjas say? And he's like, ninjas don't make a noise. And That's I'm what like, I no, was thinking. Not, well, they're not always on the clock. Ninjas aren't mimes. <laughs>